Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, here we are again for another episode of Sparks and Recreation. Episode 11, to be precise. 11 times around the bend, and here we are again. We have a very special episode this week for everybody. Um, Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, the tithe priest to my death cultist, Agent C-13, Tim McKenzie. How are you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm giving you that tithe priest glare right now for, <laughs> for giving me that. Moment, so I'd rather be a tithe priest than a death cultist, though. I got I tried to give you the I better mean, one. Here. I mean, I mean, I look more like the tithe tithe priest than the death cultist. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nice line. All right, now I love when this happens. You get you guys heard a little snicker, a laugh in the background. A third voice, a mystery voice, is joining us this week. And it's a great pleasure of mine to introduce him. Uh, Noodle Tupe is here with us. Mike Chaminsky. And if I'm mispronouncing that, Mike, please let me know. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And welcome to Sparks and Recreation. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, happy to be here. It's, uh, it's really hard with the names. It's uh, Shimansky, actually. but uh, Shimansky. Yeah. Okay. You're forgiven. Got it. All right. Now, I'm forgiven. Well, I got close. Well, at first I thought, yeah, I, I sometimes I pride, pride myself on my ability to pronounce things, but I failed miserably with everything. Speaking of pronunciations, <laughs> like, everyone is dying to know. I mean, you've heard probably a wide variety of pronunciations of your IGN. I say noodle tulpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us the, the correct pronunciation, my friend? It's noodle tulpa. Oh, you were right. It's yeah. Well, I was a little off. But. Yeah, but like I think you're ninety eight percent right. Probably, you're very close. Wow. For, okay. For, well, I will. For an I, American I have a living, for an American living in Japan or or whatever, you know, you were born in America and now live in Japan. Like pronouncing that that that's pretty good skills, I would say. Like, oh, I, yeah. I wasn't well, anywhere. I, I wasn't anywhere close. I'm horrible at that stuff. So. <laughs> I am a linguist, so hopefully yes. I can, you know, at least approach <laughs> some of these, some of these pronunciations. Anyway, um, we have an action-packed show lined up for you guys this week. Noodle is going to be sticking around for the whole episode, guys. We're going to get his insight uh, into a bunch of different things um, to give you an overview of the show. First, of course, we're going to start out with everyone's favorite, even Noodle's favorite. So oh, yeah. What would you do? Um, we have kind of an interesting, uh, well, we, we'll debate whether it's interesting or not, a scenario that we'll discuss and talk about the different uh, possible choices that could be made in it and uh, discuss the reasons why. And then we'll look at some of the uh, Discord reactions to that as well. Following... The good old uh, "What would you do?" segment. We will transition into our main topic, which will be 
uh, kind of a two-parter. The first part of the interview, we're going to be just talking to um, Mike here and uh, learning a little bit more about him, his background, his draw to hero realms, uh, his play in the beta. Um, not only is Noodle Tulpe a um, you know a really positive member of the community, he's a killer player in the app. One of the one of the best ones out there. So it'll be good to get some insight from him on how he plays the game, how he's seen the game kind of develop, and um, also. He'll talk about Tavern Brawl, the kind of the first uh, community-run league that he helped create into existence. So we'll hear about the story behind that. Um, and then that will kind of segue into the second part of the main focus, where we're going to talk about kind of all of the current existing community events and give you some details. We'll take turns going through them one by one, talk about the rules, what kind of uh, play style, and et cetera is involved. So that should be an interesting primer for everybody to learn some more about our community events and there's a lot of them right now i think we've got seven or eight of them to talk about so eight yeah good times um and then we'll close things up with the community roundup guys and uh like i said we've got a lot to get through so without further delay let's jump right in to what would you do What would you say you do here? Okay, and here we are again. Everybody's favorite segment of the podcast. What would you do? This week, we have a submission from... Oh, let me check the notes here. Oh, yeah, it's from myself. I was the one who submitted <laughs> this one. It's a, a game I was playing as a tw level 12 wizard versus um, Master Chulkies cleric uh by the way uh, master chalky gave me the thumbs up to use this thank you so much for allowing that by the way i am 80 percent sure i lost this game to master chalky just because i do indeed usually lose to him uh by the way master chalky let me win once in a while if you can um tim can you do us the honors of painting the picture of the situation here Painting the picture. Alrighty. Yeah, I can do that. So this is level 12 versus level 12. Um, Matt's playing the wizard. You have the, uh, it's the pure channel, the seven damage fireball and the spellcaster gloves in your deck. You also have the uh, arcane wand and blazing staff as your uh, upgrades there. And the alchemist, and the alchemist stone. stone. Yep. Yep. And then it looks like Master Chulky has the, is it Bless the Flock there, it looks like? That's uh, Flock, yeah. Yep, I'm not sure which uh, res that is. Is that the Ten Heal res? That's Divine Resurrection, yeah. Yep, I yep. believe. And then, and then the Phoenix Helm, as well as the Talisman of Renewal, the Veteran Follower as upgrades there and the redeemed runos as well so that's kind of the builds um it is i'm not sure what turn it is here but it doesn't look turn like six turn six it does say that so fairly early uh you both have some stuff in your deck um in master chulky's deck he's got a dire wolf a death touch a prophet a fire gem in his deck and he has the redeemed runos and a follower out uh in play 
And then Matt has a fire gem and a fire gem and a hit job uh, in his deck. And he just played all his cards. He drew the hit job and he has the spell components, two gold and a fire gem. So he's at five gold uh, with a one cost discount on actions. So that's kind of the setup of everything. And then on the row, uh, super, super tasty row here. You've got Command. You've got Life Drain. You've got Tyranor. You have Rake. And you have everybody's favorite Rampage. So that's what the row looks like. Yeah, it's a, it is a juicy row. And uh, we understand that's a lot to kind of visualize at once guys we encourage you to check out the show notes there's a really nice graphic of this yeah yeah. uh nice screenshots up there you can find them in discord on the uh show notes and on the realms rising website as well so take a look at that it might be a little easier to visualize anyway command life drain and rampage basically uh are the choices here noodle tulpe let's go to you what would you do in this situation (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm glad that there's finally uh, a what w- would you do that features Rampage because that card is seriously underrepresented. Um, <laughs> well, For sure. Yeah, I mean, you've got the, the three spells to choose from, which are arguably all some of the, the best cards in the game. Um, so it's a, it's a tough choice. Um but I myself, I like to uh, keep things uh, simple and stupid, you know. So I think um, you have to take the life drain here. Um, the cleric already has a death touch. It's still turn six, so it's still pretty early. It's the second deck cycle. So there's still time for the life drain to do some work if the game goes a little longer, which it will. So I think leaving the life drain um, for the cleric to grab is is just going to spell disaster. That being said, it's um, whatever you, you leave up, uh, they'll be happy to, to pick up themselves. Um, but I think just overall, Life Drain is the most uh, impactful choice to be made here, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, well, well explained there. And just to reiterate, the uh, Cleric has a bunch of economy coming up in their draw deck. I'm counting uh, three cards that give two gold and three other cards that give single gold. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of there's there's a lot of gold. I think probably everybody's aware, but you should not um, stun the Runos in this situation because that (laughs) will give two extra draws um, and will definitely spell disaster. Yeah. Excellent point there, actually. And if some of the newer players might miss that, you know, you automatically think if there's a champion up there, get rid of it. But early game, especially, you do not want to give the cleric any extra draw or gold to play with. Um, Tim, what would you do in this situation? Um, well, as I'm looking at it, I always hate to see command out there and not pick it. That's like my favorite, but but I think I agree with uh, with with Mike here. The uh, life drains the way to go. You want to keep that disc- that uh, 
sacrifice away from the cleric, especially when they already have death touch and can be uh, eventually factioning those. Um, I'm worried that the cleric's going to get Tyranor on their next turn if they get mm-hmm. a lucky draw here. So, um, but yeah, the life drain, one, it, not only does it do the sacrifice, which you want to keep away from them, it also helps you with your with your damage. With eight damage, um, with like the dire wolf and, and some of those, and then buffing the champions, like you want that damage, I think. Uh, whereas like normally I'd be kind of lean in command because you want to be able to heal and stay up with stuff with the cleric or whatever. I think, I think you got to go life drain here. Yeah. Uh, great explanations from both of you guys. I can't offer too much because um, I believe I did the same thing. I did get life train here. Now, I can guarantee that I at least paused for a moment to think about channeling here. I've already been hit. I'm down three hit points. Mm-hmm. So uh, using channel will give me a little health back, which the wizard always needs. Plus, I, I'll just get to uh, you know dig into my deck a little bit and, and cycle through it a little bit faster. Uh, there's a very good chance. Um, in fact, the chances are pretty slim that I would get a draw that would not allow me to it, to get command, even if I channel. I'm probably going to get at least one gold for those two choices. I mean, there's a chance I could draw both ignites or an ignite and a staff, but I think the odds are pretty low of that. I don't know them off the top of my head. Noodle, do you, what? What do you think about the odds of that? Do you calculate stuff like this? Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, use any, any calculators, but you know, you've got uh, three cards that don't give you gold. Uh, you've got the arcane wand that draws, so uh, you can ignore that. So it's actually like uh, five cards that give you gold and three that don't. Somewhere around maybe 65% or something. So, yeah, um, yeah something around there. That's that's a big risk to be taking um, because if you don't hit the gold uh, and you're stuck at three gold, what are you doing? You're doing nothing, <laughs> right? So, Getting a fire gem yeah, and crying, yeah. and they probably like, lose it. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's but, a good point. But, the only but, consolation is you hit the gloves. You'll activate the gloves if you get a second um, spell action. Yeah. But so so the only the only thing to think about though also when calculating it when you. When you channel with this, you're looking at two cards. It's not like you're just drawing one card blindly. You're looking at two. So, yeah, it's going to be a little true. better than sixty-five percent that you'll get at least one of the. Games. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's true. But but I I probably agree that I don't I don't like taking that chance with what's out there. Yeah, I mean you ha- you just yeah. have a good alternative, so why take the risk? You know. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Well well said. Um, I think that pretty much covers up the best way to analyze this but really quickly let's just look at the um discord uh reactions to this now this was the first time i've actually put up a i think i put up kind of like a simple uh emoji poll underneath the wwd so people could vote on which card they would they would uh purchase two people said they would go with command uh, Eleven people said life drain. Nobody, nobody said channel or uh, rampage. So rampage did not get a single vote, guys. So at least I was able to make a, what would you do where rampage was not the correct answer. Um, we did have a few people chime in. Rip chimed in and he said, "I'm taking life drain. 
Uh, the cleric is just too powerful with early grab. So yeah, very similar to what uh, Noodle just said. He could possibly get Tyranor, but he'd need a really good uh, perfect draw. And I will not be killing Redeemed Bruno. So I think Rip has already learned that lesson on, to, <laughs> to avoid doing that. Um, yeah, so if he takes that, the cleric probably gets Command or Rampage, but you can live with that. It's better than uh, giving Life Drain to him. Yeah. Uh, our Kennel also chimed in, and he said Life Drain as well. Um, if they get Command or even Tyranor, I mean, you got to just deal with it, but at least uh, Life Drain kind of gives you a chance. Yep, and you don't want them to get uh, another uh, Sacrifice card with Death Touch already in their deck. All right, I, so I think that was pretty clear-cut, but it's still um, good to look at these situations and uh, kind of analyze and explain why you would choose one thing over another. And it's always good, even if something looks obvious, uh, to think it through to make sure you are making the right choice. Because sometimes there could be something you're there, there that you're not seeing, a pathway to something that, or a combo that could uh, yeah, unleash even further damage to your opponent. So, All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts there on what would you do? Or what we, we good to go here? Nope, I think that's good. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Once again, if you have your own situation that you'd like to submit, please do uh, grab a couple screen grabs of the actual situation itself. And don't forget to uh, look at your opponents and your own discard and draw deck as well so we can kind of see what the situation is in order to make the best choice so anytime you have a uh, submission we are happy to do so you can send it to us in our email uh, listed in the show notes or via um, the discord channel Okay, and here we are, everybody. The moment you're, you've been waiting for. Ever since you um, downloaded the podcast and it opened up and saw the title of the podcast. And I'm, I'm leaning towards noodle tactics here, guys. That's what I listed on the show notes. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. If you got something better, though, of course. Um, people are going to see that and jump into it. I, this is going to be a really popular episode. People <laughs> I mean, want to I mean, from that, that just makes me think of, like, yeah, fighting with pool noodles or, yeah. uh, or or really or really large pasta, one or the other. Yeah. So. I love it, and you know what? Um, great segue, actually, because we in the first part of this main topic, we're just going to talk with Noodle, get to know him a little bit, um, ask him some questions, and that's a great place to start. I think. All right, um, Mike, maybe you can give just a quick self introduction of yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, talk about your gaming background, your life, anything you want to talk about. You draw to Hero Realms. Uh, but first of all, what does Noodle Tulpe mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just um, a silly made-up uh, word, uh, sadly. There's no no big story to it. It's just, you know, I was probably 13 or something, and I needed a, a game attack for a, a LAN party. Um and uh, those were just the first words that came into my mind. So it's a combination of noodle and tulip uh, in translation. And I just uh, stuck with it because, um, you know, at least it's uh, distinct and uh, people tend to remember it. So um, mm. when, when switching from, from some of the games and hobbies I've had, um, I have um, occasionally 
met people that I've known from from um, other communities before, and um, they tend to reach out when seeing my nick and say, "Hey, man, <laughs> I remember you." <laughs> so that's cool. It's yeah. awesome. It definitely has a nice ring to it. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, but it I'm, does, but it doesn't. Like the start does, and then you're like, you get to the tulpa part, and you know, a lot of people trip up. A, see, a lot of see, us I'm, I'm I'm glad that in my head I was thinking noodle tulip, and that's the correct translation. Yeah, so if I think that in my head, that's pretty good. That's it is pretty good, and I'm used to people just uh, saying noodle. Like everybody like abbreviates it, um, because you know it's easier and shorter, and just rolls off the tongue uh, better. To just say noodle. Oh, believe me, I get it with with an IGN Jigma link. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, very few people go go the full uh, go the full link bond. Yeah. Uh, they'll either do Jig or yeah, Jigma <laughs> or maybe maybe just Linkpa. Uh, I'm just gonna call you Linkpa now. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so let's get to know a little bit more about Mike. Um, Talk talk a little bit about your gaming background. What other games do you like? What drew you to Hero Realms? Uh, just mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed uh, games uh, all my life, like since I was a, a child. Um, and um, I've always had friends that liked to game. Um, I didn't play a lot of Magic the Gathering, um, like... Uh, in contrast to probably lots of other members of the community, I just, you know, played a little bit with uh, some friends which were much heavier involved into that. But like in, in, in the early gaming days, I mostly played um, Warhammer. Um, and, you know, you both are very expensive hobbies, so you kind of need to <laughs> choose which yes. one, you know, <laughs> uh, which one to do. Um, but I've always liked card games as well like um there was an old um lot of the rings deck building game that i really liked mm -hmm. um there was also a warhammer deck building game that uh, i've played a little bit um and um i did play some hearthstone um relatively competitively for like maybe two seasons or something but that's probably 10 years ago um, and then I played a lot of Horus Heresy Legions, which is pretty much Hearthstone, but in the Warhammer 40k universe. Um, okay. It's actually pretty good, but um, doesn't have a huge fan base, I think. Um, so I've been, you know, jumping from from game to game uh, every couple of years, I think. Um, and I got into Star Realms um, when I was uh, on vacation with uh, my now wife um, and then girlfriend. And um, we visited some friends in Sweden and um, asked them, like, hey, do you, do you have any recommendation for a game that you can play um, with two players? That's, that's good for that kind of stuff. You know, not mm -hmm. too long, something you can just bust out on a vacation trip, um, play around, and then... Um, you know, pack in. And they recommended Star Realms. We walked into a, a shop in, in, in Stockholm, um, a board game shop, and, and got it. Um, and yeah, I was just blown away. Um, I totally mm -hmm. loved the, the deck building mechanic. Um, I didn't know it yet. I hadn't heard of uh, stuff like um, Ascension and, and all these games that came before. Um, so yeah, we played a bunch. I introduced it like to all my friends here. Everybody uh, like really uh, got addicted to it. Um, 
and we had a lot of um, paper uh, star ram uh, rounds going on and then i got into the app as well and played a lot i didn't play any events because um i'm i'm not on facebook and i'm not on board game mm -hmm. geeks so those were the places where the events were run running mostly yep. and um, i didn't want to to get on those uh, just for that um but i just uh, played in the in the ladder um, a lot um sometimes um i fell off and then they brought out another update and then i picked it up back up um mm -hmm. played for a couple of months so yeah when the the kicks when i saw the kickstarter for the hero rams app it was mostly because of this experience with the star rams app that i thought yeah i, I probably should get in on this um i i didn't have a lot of experience with hero rams on paper um I have uh, I I had the the core pack, um, but it didn't really uh, stick with with my group because without the characters, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's very much that people say, oh, this is just like a Star Runs in a fantasy setting. The the difference are not big enough. And um, lately, I've bought the the Sander campaign and I've been playing it with my wife and with a couple friends, um, and we're really enjoying it. So they. They are now also into Hero Rams uh, a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> but nice. yeah, so um, I got the app, um, got the, the whole, um, I don't know, what's the, the big tier uh, with all the, the bonus? The Legends, Legends, yeah, the Legends, Legends tier got, in, got all in with the Legends tier. And um, I didn't regret it uh, uh, one second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I echo those sentiments. Yeah, that's great. And you were in very early on the beta. In fact, I, I seem to remember, Noodle, when I joined the Realms Rising Discord, which was very close to the beginning of the beta, uh, you, were, I, you were probably the first person who talked to me after I joined the, yeah. um, the server. I, I think that's how I remember it anyway. I, I think that's true. So you true. were in on it early. I I, uh, I remember that uh, we've had some really good games going um, with your wizard, and um, I was impressed because I've ha I hadn't really faced any any good wizards uh, up to up to then, <laughs> and um, so you know I, I immediately recognized your name when you joined the Rams Rising Discord and um, and messaged you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and and that was very early. I mean, like the beta released, and I'm gonna say within. Within two months, maybe even within a month, I was on huh. um, on the Discord. But yeah, we were there at the beginning. Tim, I know you were there early. You were in Alpha, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. the Alpha, but uh, I took a break right before the beta dropped and came back in the fall. So yeah. Okay. Now, all right. So just to talk about beta, just for a second, um, Noodle Tupe, what did you? What was your experience with the beta? I mean, overall, what did you think about it? Uh, and especially now, uh, a few months into the public release, just give your impressions and thoughts of kind of being along for the ride as this game develops. Oh, yeah, I think uh, it was really fun. Um, it was the first time I experienced being um, part of a, of a beta like that. And um, I think it was pretty pretty great. Like to 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 look back now and think uh, about all the changes that were made um during the beta is uh, really uh, astonishing i think especially like the the health cap it was such mm -hmm. a huge uh, huge deal and um yeah like some of the um 
like this the 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 phase where the throwing axe only did one damage <laughs> uh. thankfully that was reverted back <laughs> Um, it was it was a fun ride. I didn't really mind all the um, game breaking updates and stuff, you know, because I I knew I I signed up for for playing in the beta, and um, if it would get on my nerves, I could always just wait uh, for the full release to to pick the game back up. But um, mm -hmm. all in all, it was great to um, have the chance to to give some feedback to the developers, and you know, <clears throat> they're really responsive. They're really mm -hmm. open at WWG, so that, of course, adds to, to the fun. And um, most of all, of course, like it, it was really just great getting into this community because um, I, I didn't really expect that. Um, as I said, I've, I've been um, jumping from game to game um, in the past, and um, I think... I don't know if I would still be this involved in, in Hero Realms uh, if it wasn't for the Realms Rising uh, community, because that's just what, what yep. keeps me keeps me there. Um, it's a much um, it's much more fun this way when when you know some people and um, you can play in the events and stuff. So um, and that that was built um, heavily out of the the beta testers, you know. Um, yep. So mm -hmm. yeah. Shout out to to Adam and Rosa for for <laughs> building it up. Um, it's it's such a great uh, place to to stay and hang out and play some hero realms. Yeah, that's a recurring thing that happens, and we have people all over the world. And before we continue on an interview, just to confirm, um, Noodle, are you in Germany right now? I'm, I'm sure you're in Europe somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Germany, right? Germany, okay, yeah. So, which is, you know, of course, the uh, many people consider the mecca of board games. <laughs> and I guess yeah. you've, got, you've got tons of board games. In fact, I think the first deck builder, or I mean, it might not be the first, but one of the, the first big commercial hit was Dominion, mm. which I think is it's German. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Did you ever play Dominion? No, I didn't. Um... When I heard of, of deck builders, it was already out a bit, and um, I talked to a friend about it, and he told me that the the thing with Dominion was I don't know if this is true, but that's how he put it, that um, there's no uh, RNG in the in the what what is like the equivalent to the market, but you you always yes. know which cards you can buy, and so you can mm -hmm. kind of solve the game. Um, yeah. And that really put me off because, um, you know, then it's just a matter of who who's, has more experience and knows how, how the game is supposed to go. Um, so I didn't didn't really... That sums it up in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> it was a necessary step, though. I mean, it was kind of the first big one. And without Dominion, well, we wouldn't have had the better renditions. But... And, and, and there there is a little bit of RNG in the fact that it's not always the same, like, kingdom that you're dealing with. Because mm. they it, it's kind of randomized. But then for the whole game, it's the same cards and that doesn't change and isn't random so it's like yeah once you see that and you've played enough you're like yeah i know i want to get this this and this and not the rest and it's yeah yeah well luckily deck builders have evolved quite a bit <laughs> yeah. since then exactly and that's yeah we talked with that uh we talked with darwin actually about that um too yeah, yeah that was a great episode i mean um this is this is kind of uh more more um belonging to the the first part um but i really love a lot of deck builders like i know tim you you love clank as well 
and that is yep. that is one of my absolute favorite games ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, deck builders are just uh, in a great spot right now. Yeah, well, I agree. I think we all do. That's why we're here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Tim, let's talk a little bit about the like the what happened after the public release. Maybe um, Mike can give him give some thoughts on that, and then um, keep going on with the interview. Um, yeah. So, like you know, beta stuff happened. We all tested all of that and everything. Then the game comes to public release uh, right at around the time that Origins was happening. It was announced that week that it was going to happen uh, this year. And it was a little earlier than I think a lot of us thought was going to happen, so it surprised some of us. But, uh, you know, it released that uh, a lot more people are playing, I can tell you right now, uh, which is nice. And and I've seen a lot of new people come into, like, the Discord community and everything, which is really cool. So, like, as Noodle was saying, that, like, the community was built around those beta testers, and, and most of the people are still around doing that stuff that had been around during the beta and and then like now we're getting a bunch of new people in and it's really great to see that and to have them start to be active members of the community and everything together is probably my favorite part of you know the public release um Besides, I've actually started playing some real-time games every once in a while now that you can get a game and not have to, like, plan it with somebody ahead of time or whatever that you're going to do real-time. Like, you can get one within a few minutes usually, which is pretty nice. I still probably prefer 48-hour most of the time, but it's nice if I'm like, hey, I've got, you know, a half hour. I can play a real-time game or two. I'll do that, you know, when leveling characters and stuff. Noodle, how about you? What are your thoughts since the public release of the game? Things you've noticed, et cetera. Well, yeah, I think um, the game is in a pretty good spot. Um, I've still got like small gripes with uh, the game balance. Um, and that's mm-hmm. mostly about low-level wizard and high-level fighter. You know, we've we've had the discussions yeah. on the Discord, but um, it's I love a ranger. I think you mean. No, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, the high-level fighter is just a bit oh, weak. I see. It's, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, uh, when, when thinking about uh, balance changes, um, I, th- I think it's more elegant to, to buff um, stuff that is uh, a little too weak than to nerf stuff that is a little too strong because it feels differently, like it feels like a negative change, um, I think, but that's maybe just personal preference. But that, that's why I, I usually think about, like, how to um, to lift those that are not doing too well up a bit, but that's that's pretty much um, you know it's it hasn't been um, this good ever the game balance uh, the, as good as right. it is now so yeah. Um, yeah and yeah it's it's great to to see um, see the the growth of the player base um, like I think the the experience with the queues has actually flipped for me um, I'm. Um, sometimes it takes me fairly long to find a 48-hour game, actually. Um, And real-time goes super quick. Um, And I've uh, worked on on a big roster because um, I wanted to have a really big roster for events. So I've been leveling quite a bit. I have um, 15 characters up to level 12 now, working on on level 16. Um, 
And so I've been trying to do at least one real-time game per day to, to get those uh, bonus XP mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, do some real-times on, on the weekends when, whenever possible. And um, yeah, that way it, it works quite well. Um, I think um, it would be good if there was some new content rather soonish, I think, um, mm -hmm. to to keep the keep the player base, you know, um, steady and growing. Um, and also, personally, I would like to see like an official roadmap from uh, WWG. Um, to to keep folks from from dropping away um i think this this kind of transparency i'm a big fan of that to know um what what you can expect like we have like this um unofficial roadmap from all the interviews and wwg live streams yeah. and stuff where they said yeah we're looking at this we're looking at that this will be like further down the road this will be implemented rather soon But um, it would be nice if there was just like um, some place on the homepage where you could see, okay, this is stuff we're, we're working on right now and this is stuff we've got planned for the future. Um, and I'm, I'm not really sure why they're not doing it. Like um, maybe they don't want to, to put the pressure on themselves of you know announcing something that they then have to deliver on. But uh, overall, I think it would, they would benefit more from it than it would do harm. I, I would say even I, I like that idea, even if they didn't have like a specific date of, hey, we're going to roll this out, then say, hey, next on the list is we're going to uh, move yeah. the level cap or we're going to add yeah. these promo cards or we're going to add tournaments or whatever and have that so that people can look and see, hey, the thing that they're yeah. working on here is something I'm excited about. I should stick around and. Yeah. Totally. And keep playing. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Yeah. It, it's, it's one thing from a new player to say that, but the three of us between the three of us it, it's kind of frightening to think about how many games we've played mm -hmm. noodle i know has, has played thousands and thousands of games I, i've played a lot tim has also yeah. played his fair share but just like any game um when you get that many <laughs> games under your belt um i, I don't want to say it gets a little stale but you kind of it, it gets to the point where um it is nice to see new content and things added and keep it fresh and As Noodle mentioned earlier, though, that's one of the great things about the um, the community that's kind of sprouted up is these events and tournaments and things we're doing keep it fresh and keep it fun. Uh, so thank goodness for that. But I kind of agree. You know, it'd be nice to uh, see what's coming down the pipeline. It's a good kind of carrot to keep stringing along the uh, players as, as we move forward into the future of the game. So yeah, good point there, Carl. Noodle Tulpe, let's go to you. What's your favorite to play right now? Well, it's um, it's <laughs> tough. Um, I'm I'm torn between saying it's it's still gotta be the the classic ranger um, because that's the the character I started with and um, I, I really enjoy it. Also through all the levels, I enjoyed it low level as well. Um, but I've also been rolling up um, a, a new soul cleric, and I hadn't touched soul mm. cleric since the. Um, since the HP cap. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. It's um, much more complicated to play than the other two uh, clerics. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a roller coaster ride, but um, <laughs> it's also a lot of fun right now. 
The solar Good. coaster, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> solar coaster. Oh, and not like solar and sun, but soul. Anyway, <laughs> horrible <laughs> joke, guys. Sorry. We, we get it, Matt. <laughs> um, now, the reason I asked Noodle what his favorite character is, is because he plays with all of them. You know, I've played against him many times with uh-huh. all characters, all classes, all sorts of builds. And not only is he proficient with all of them, he's damn good with all of them. And yeah. he has kicked my butt with all of them. Um, quick question, Noodle. For new players, one word of advice that you can give to pick up the game and get better at the game. What what would you tell new players? Oof. Um, I say if I would... Um, only give one piece of advice it would have to be join ramsrising.com you know uh, I mean join, join the discord and uh, and visit visit the, the website um, because um, you know knowledge is power and um, you you can first of all there's lots of great articles you can read up on but more importantly there's really great people that you can chat with and get their input and um, play play games with and there's just so much to be learned from, um, you know, losing to someone that's better than you and uh, thinking about um, why you lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Great advice. And nice plug for all of the wonderful um, stuff we have online. Uh, one thing he didn't mention about the great um, use of the Discord, especially, is the different community events that we can sign up for and play there. And Noodle is actually the uh, organizer and the uh, kind of the guy who got it rolling for the first ever community event. And this actually started back when the game was still in beta. <laughs> so <laughs> we had such a rabid fan base that um, Noodle led the charge and actually got the Tavern Brawl up and going during the beta. Early beta, too, yeah. Fairly early, yeah, because we were... Well, there's lots of stories of the actual brawl seasons being... <laughs> interrupted by <laughs> updates and further <laughs> updates and further updates. But um, Noodle, can you just give us a little background on the genesis of Tavern Brawl? How did all of this come to be? Yeah. Um, well, Ambrose has been um, putting the call out for, for people to like volunteer um, for um, maybe hosting a tournament um, because he said he, he had some ideas, but he didn't have the time to do it on top of all the other stuff he was doing. And um, when, when he first said that, I already thought like, hmm, maybe, maybe that's something I should be doing. Um, but mm-hmm. I first, I, I kind of put it off because I thought, well, I probably don't have the time um, with, you know, work and um, family and, other hobby projects um but you know he kept bringing it it up and um at some point i just thought yeah i think i'm just gonna go for this because i wanted to um you know seize this opportunity to give something back to the community as well um we've had the first articles coming up i think um Freak did the first uh, set of articles with the the um, class introduction and um, other people were, were writing their the, the articles, and um, I thought that was really great. Uh, and I didn't really see me doing anything else um, like that. So I thought, okay, I mean, I've, I know that uh, <clears throat> I can, um, I'm, I'm decent at organizing stuff at least. Um, so 
uh, I wasn't too afraid to to handle that. So I hit him up and said, "Hey, um, I I think I could do this. Um, what's what's your idea?" And so yeah, he told me about the whole uh, tavern brawl idea um, that he um, developed with Birdlaw. Um, their vision was to have like um, these full-on guild wars um like where the tavern brawls were the introduction where the winners would be able to form a guild and in the end you, you it would like um end in a 25 versus 25 big battle royale i don't know um <laughs> i think it would be awesome if we could put something like that together um, further down the road um but uh yeah it's very ambitious um Baby steps, uh, yeah. yeah, one step at one, a time. One right? step at a time. So for now, we're doing this uh, these tavern brawls, um, which are team events. Um, players form teams of five um, and play one of each character class. Um, and yeah, it's it's just um, a lot of fun because um, you you get to interact with people that you maybe haven't interacted a lot with. And um, you can discuss uh, strategy. You um, get to, um, you know, um, post a lot of memes in your in your group chat and uh, develop some mm-hmm. some in jokes. And um, there's there's a lot of banter when you do the the pairings. Um, there's uh, some uh, of the, the players like to participate in the whole uh, role play aspect of it and devi- uh, provide backstories um for the characters um and yeah so there's there's a lot of fun to be had with it yeah and fun has been had with it we're (laughs) actually uh, by the time you hear this we'll be a week into season three the third season um we'll talk about season three later uh in the um second part of the interview but noodle can you just give like a quick very quick look back at the first two seasons of Tavern Brawl and like how it kind of developed and changed and uh, what, what they were like, basically. Yeah. Um, so for the, for the first season, um, I think we had um, six teams, um, if I recall right. Um, we had... Um, that was the season where uh, the hand led by a bird law um, claimed the the titles, uh, brawl, the brawl champion title, um, and they were <laughs> a team um, mostly uh, consisting of uh, Hero Realms legends. Um, I think there was one non-legend player on that team, um, which led to some discussion. <laughs> On, on the discord um, and uh, we we had the somebody um, put forth the idea um, of um, having a, a draft for season two because the, <laughs> the teams for the first season were just um, put together um, randomly like um, you know whoever wanted to form a team could just uh, form up and and sign up as a team and then uh, we we would go from there which I think was still fine for season one. It was mostly to mm-hmm. to test out the format and uh, to to wet our feet with it, and um, so um, I didn't really mind. Um, but um, the 
there was some experience with the whole draft thing from um, Star Rams Dodgeball. Um, uh, Agency 13 and um, Silent Al um, gave a lot of input on, on how that worked uh, in, in Dodgeball. And I thought um, that it sounded like actually something that is a fun event. Um, so we did that for season two. There were some concerns like, um, is like, will it make pe people feel bad when they are being drafted um, late in the round or, or um, something like that? And of mm -hmm. course, that's something to be considered. But um, in the end, I think it's done in such a positive way that um, I hope that there are no, uh, no hard feelings um, involved. And, you know, I think uh, Silent Al at some point also said he personally um, um, likes to, to be drafted uh, later in the round than earlier because being drafted earlier puts a lot of pressure on you to, um, you know, perform yeah. <laughs> your role. Um, so um, so that's, uh, uh, that's like a benefit of being a rookie probably um, that's new to the, to the scene because... Um, you're kind of a wild card, and I think these uh, wild card drafts really late in the draft, they can often um, have a huge impact on the brawl because then some, some players perform much better oh, yeah. than anybody expected. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. I, that, that's a great kind of sum summary of everything happening, uh, that happened. We would be remiss not to mention the scoreboard as well for the tavern brawl which also has a storied history the first season uh noodle i think you're right i think it was only six teams it was uh, six. i should it was i looked a, it yeah. up yeah and um <clears throat> so i helped with that i was like all right noodle you're doing all the uh, work getting people signed up i'll figure out how to because uh, I think the initial idea, Noodle, was just to use um, Challenge to track yeah, everything, right? Exactly. But And that was track team data, basically. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, how, what if we track like individual stats on a scoreboard type of thing? Let, let me see what I can do on Google Sheets here. And knowing very little about Google Sheets, except you know what I know with Excel that I use through you know, work, uh, I... Uh, cobbled together a very rudimentary um, scoreboard, and I would I manually input all of the <laughs> match results, which wasn't too bad when there was only uh, there. I guess it was when thirty people. Six right? teams, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's how it started, and it was cool to kind of see your your record and your win percentage and whatever. Um, second season rolled around, and we got. Uh, we had how many teams do we have? 10 teams? 10, 10 teams. 12 teams? 10 in the second season. 10 teams. Mm -hmm. 10 teams. So we basically doubled, almost doubled in size. And I was like, well, this is going to not be fun to, <laughs> input, to input the the results for this. So I put together, again, using my limited knowledge of Google Forms, together a results collection system where it uh, players would enter their results into a Google form and then it would instantly automatically update the scoreboard. And I was able to actually get it, you know, rudimentarily working well enough. Uh, and then I started adding things like uh, win percentage and win loss columns and, you know, the totals and like other things. And then um, Tim was looking kind of from across the room 
at me like you know with with a cloud of smoke over my head trying to figure out how to work all this stuff and he jumped in and like uh mickey mouse and fantasia waved his magic wand over the uh the scoreboard and uh and uh pulled everything together so uh and i'll have to say you know it's a great event it the team-based part of it is really the core of it, right? Like you yeah. know, was saying, talking with your teammates yeah. and doing all this stuff. That said, though, being able to watch the scores update each week on the scoreboard and follow things along, we eventually added like uh, top players, um, matchups by class, uh, uh, all sorts of stuff on there. I threw a bunch of pictures of wizards and thieves uh, <laughs> on the actual scoreboard itself. Um, yeah, so we just had a lot of fun with it and it shows, uh, the community, the strength of the community. Cause we have all these people, we had noodle, uh, kind of answering the call, getting the ball rolling, getting it, everything organized, putting out the call to players, getting it signed up, putting the rules up. Then we had, uh, you know, daredevils and captains step up and volunteer. Uh, we eventually did a draft. Tim and I hosted the live draft on his stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just a community effort, and it just yeah. shows like how f- how fun of a project it is, and to see how it kind of grows and changes um, is awesome. And we'll talk about season three coming up in the next part of the interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. B- before we do that, uh, it's I really have to to thank you two uh, a whole lot uh, for for all the work you've done um, helping me uh, for for seasons one and two. It was it was funny. Like uh, for season one, um, we never really uh, talked about um, you helping me organize stuff, uh, Jake. I think you just uh, you just uh, started doing you just it. Just did it, and yeah, but it like it it fell into place uh, rather organically. I think um, it worked kind of well. So um, yep. we just uh, kept it going, and um, yeah, you you helped me um, a whole bunch, um, and and I'm really grateful for that. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll come to, to season three in a second, but um, you said you'll, um, you'll uh, take a step back uh, for season three, um, which is understandable with all the other stuff you're working on. But, uh, yeah, it was really, yeah. really good having you, like, uh, help me co-organize all um, the stuff around season one and two. And, of course, having uh, Tim's uh, help with the scoreboard, which is really a great, like, a piece of art <laughs> now, I think. <laughs> Um, but also, like with with all the input on on how to to do stuff for season two and three, um, I really like um, getting getting input also from like from the daredevils. Um, we've mm-hmm. we've often posted uh, questions there um, to see like what uh, the majority of the people think is a good way to move forward, and I think it's worked quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um. um. All right. Well, this is a good chance, I think, to take a little uh, break, and then we will transition into the second part of the interview here. And we're actually just going to go, we're going to continue talking about the events that we have and just give a primer of all the different events, give some details um, and rules, and maybe even talk a little strategy for each of them as well uh, for the second part of the interview. So hold on and get ready for the community tournaments and events primer coming up next.
and here we are continuing with the discussion on community tournaments and events. We're just going to give a quick primer introduction to everything. By the way, we have a link in the show notes for a wonderful overview page that Tim made up on Realms Arising. So check the show notes for that link and you can learn even more details about all this stuff. And also links for rules and even signups if signups are active. So you can find all the stuff in the show notes. All right. So we we're just talking about Tavern Brawl Noodle. So let's continue with that. It is the first event ever made for Hero Realms Digital. So it's a good place to start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about season three that is actually, by the time the listeners hear this, will be about a week into it. What can you tell us about season three? Yeah, um, I'm really excited. We're going to kick things off tomorrow. Um, season three is run by a Game Freak and myself. So Game Freak has uh, stepped up um, to, to help me uh, with all the things going on. Um, Shout out to Game Freak. Thank you for yeah, doing that. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 12 teams, um, so 60 players, which uh, I'm really happy about. It was kind of a, a stretch goal, if you can say so, um, to to keep growing the, the event. Um, and we've had some difficulties. Um, I thought with the uh, release, it would be easier to, to get the um, 60 people to sign up to form 12 teams. But um, it took some time, I feel like, um, for, for those new people to migrate to um, the Rams Rising Discord and mm-hmm. feel comfortable with joining an event and stuff. And um, quite a lot of the um, players that participated in Season 1 and 2 um, did not um, sign up again. Um, but yeah, we've got some really, um, hot new contestants with this, the first season where Rucksack is participating, um, Master Chulky, um, is in there and, um, a lot of really heavy hitters that, um, haven't been um, part of the competitive scene, um, up until now. So I'm, I'm excited to see how all of that works out. We've got um, two divisions this this time, so it's not one big round robin tournament like it used to be in the past, but instead we've got two divisions of six teams. We'll have uh, a round robin within the division, so five games, and then the top two teams from each division will um, advance to the playoffs. Mm. Um, And yeah, uh, so it will be seven games in total, um, quite a short season. Um, but I think, um, yeah, um, the, the break between season three and season four doesn't have to be as long then as well. So, uh, we can get back to, to, uh, brawling, uh, quickly after that, hopefully. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. And even though it's a little bit shorter in season three, in terms of the number of games played, the starting line has, has been moved up a little bit, hasn't it, Mike? Exactly. Yeah. That was one of the points, um, that we, uh, discussed, um, not just with the daredevils, I think, but with all the participants, how to proceed with um, that. In the past, we started at level one with the characters and delved up um, as we played in the event. Um, and there are quite a lot of players that don't enjoy those low, low level matches at level one and two, where you don't even have your starting ability fully evolved. Um, so we did settle on um, starting at level three. Um, which is, you know, the the standard um, level which you also play in paper and in the legends mm-hmm. events, etc. 
Mm -hmm. um, so we'll start at level three, level up as we go. Um, we'll see how far um, the characters will develop um, starting there. I know in season two, which was quite long, but started at level one, um, my ranger ended up at level nine, which was probably um, the highest level that any characters get. Mm -hmm. I don't think any characters got higher than level nine. So nope, we'll... you won the most games. Well, just yeah. just to inform the listeners too, Noodle had the best record in the Tavern Brawl. You were twenty-two and five, I think, in season two. Yeah, which is it was why a crazy one. The, yeah, you had the <laughs> highest developed character for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this this time in season three, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is the the high ranges for character development here? I think it might be pretty much the same or even maybe a bit lower. I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to make uh, level nine. Maybe it's going to cap out at level eight. I'm not sure. I, I would have to do the math, which um, I was, I, I'm interested in doing, but I haven't found the time. Um, all right. We, we're going to keep, uh, is there anything else you want to mention, Noodle, about, about Yeah, just, the, uh... just one more thing. Um, I think we've got um, a couple of uh, waitlisters now. Um, but like if you're if you're hearing this and it's new to you and you think well I would be interested in in, in joining, you can still join the waitlist. There's with that many players, um, there's always something that might come up where someone has to drop from an event. So um, it's totally possible that we'll have to put the call out for someone to to step up and um, and um, fill fill a spot. Um, so um, yeah, join join up and. Um, Otherwise, um, if you're interested, just um, keep your eye on the on the Discord um, for season four, and um, hope to see you there. Yeah, and sign up. If you sign up, you will get in some way or somehow. We'll we'll make it work out for sure. Yeah, uh, for season four, I mean. Yeah. Um, okay, let's keep the uh, train rolling here and go to the next event. Uh, and this is actually, I do. I think this was the second created event. Did this, this come was. before? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. This is called the Hero just, Realms. Just barely. Just barely beat Highlander, I think, which was yep. Tim's baby. Mm -hmm. um, Noodle, well, you did such a great job with, with the Brawl. Why don't you give us a quick overview of the Premier Circuit, which you have also participated in and performed quite well in yourself? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so the, the Hero Realms Premier Circuit, HRPC, is run by Darklighter. Um Yep. And he, uh, he had some assistance from Astalia, but I haven't read from her quite a long time. I don't know if she's still doing that. But yeah, I mean, Darklighter, absolute legend from uh, Star Realms, um, uh, mm -hmm. from Star Realms community, and also um, uh, um, literally a Hero Realms legend, if I recall right. Yep. Um, he was the the. Um, best player in Tavern Brawl Season 1, so he's also a serious uh, competitor whenever you're, you're up against him. Um, he runs this event. Um, he's got uh, uh, an app to, to follow the event, which is quite cool. Um, we can look at the results. Um, right now, I think um, the Bird Law and um, the Cat Says Meow are competing for the top spot with uh, Fighter and Thief. Um, it's a series of six events um, with event four now finishing up. Um, some of them are class specific, so where you only play um, fighter versus fighter, for example, um, and some are um, combined. 
and after event six um, there will be a tally and um, there will be um, class championships and overall championships for for the overall title of the uh, premier circuit it's level three plus as requirements um, but recently um, Darklighter has said that um, the etiquette is to play with um, as high a level as possible when, when having the option to choose. Yeah. So that there's no strategizing about, um, you know, using a level three character for certain matchups because uh, that would be favorable, which was a thing in the in the previous events. Um, I definitely did that um, to, to beat uh, a cleric with my fighter. And I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> No, and you know, there's something to be said for that. I mean, that's an actually interesting kind of shakeup to it, but it adds a different level of strategizing that, especially newer players might really struggle with who are still learning the game. And yeah, uh, yeah, the the learning curve makes it even steeper. I think so. I can see why um, Darklighter might have wanted to change that. Um, I think that's a pretty good overview. Again, we have the links for everything in here. This also is an ongoing event. So even if you didn't weren't in time to sign up for this one, there'll be another one in the future. Just stick around long enough and you'll be able to find signups for that. Darklighter puts up uh, notifications both on Facebook, on the Hero Realms um, discussion page, I think it's called, and also on Discord too, of course. So check out HRPC. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Uh, Tim, you're up next. Tim's going to talk about Highlander and TCL. Okay, so both of these are tournaments that uh, I run. Uh, well, one's a tournament and one's a uh, league. So the Highlander series is a tournament. It's a it's a series of tournaments. So there's four events, and then there is a season-ending like championship tournament. So, And the idea with Highlander is... Uh, for each event, there's a minimum level that you would play at that's based off of like the character packs, when upgrades happen, and like the level cap. So there's four events for that. And then there's the invitation championship. And so there's a minimum level, but you can always play a character of a higher level than that minimum. And then, and this is one of those like that Noodle was talking about, like, if you could do the specific level challenges, that would make this event really interesting, I think. And it, it kind of limits what we can do with stuff. But that's how it's working for now. Um, so you have to have at least a level three character or higher for it. And depending on the event, it could be higher. So the one that's signed up for right now, unfortunately, is the level cap event which was the only one left after the retail release. So I kind of wish that I redid the order a difference so that I could have gotten a lower level one right after the release so that more people could participate in it. But that's what it is. But anyway, you, you play a uh, best of five series against another player. It's a single elimination bracket. And the the kind of catch to the best of five is that once you win with a certain class, you can't use that again. So if, if I were playing noodle and he were playing the ranger and I was playing uh, a fighter and he beat me with the ranger, he can't use that ranger again in our best of five match. The next round he could, if he beat me overall. So, so you're, it's kind of testing that you can play multiple classes. Well, basically. Um, I love it. And I, I want to, I, 
let me interject here and say Noodle has eliminated me from Highlander, I think, in two consecutive yep. events. <laughs> a number Thanks, of times. Mike. So, Thanks, Mike. Uh, qu- quite a solid competitor in the Highlander. Um, and then, so, so the way that it works then is you do each of those four events um, or whatever ones you participate in. You don't have to participate in all. But if you make the top four, you make that invitational at the end of the season. Now, there are some repeats in the top four, so there's some open spots. And the open spots go to the people that earn the most points throughout the season. And you, you earn points by participating and by winning games, basically. So, uh, yeah, we're this, this coming up event, which is starting on August 3rd, is uh gonna be the last open event and then there will be like the 16 person invitational and then season two will start for it and we'll start over again so uh that's that's highlander basically cool then uh and, and one of the interesting things about this is the uh the matchup the way you work those matchups so like they're they're not blind challenges they're open challenges where you see what's getting sent to you. And uh, if you're the person sending the challenge, you you want to send one that you think has good matchups against a lot of stuff. And then if you're the one receiving the challenge, you're kind of, oh, what do I want to play to face this this specific class? So, yeah. so that's an interesting thing in there. It's fun. So that's pretty much Highlander. Um, the next one is the Thandar Combat League, or TCL. And this one I'm running, and Double Dubs and Scrap Force are helping me uh, run the divisions and stuff in this. And so right now, I think we have 48 people signed up for the first season, which is pretty good. And this is going to start like August 15th. So there's still time to sign up for this. Um, This is level three or higher that you're going to play. And... uh, there, you only have to have one character to play in this, but you can have as many as you want. So uh, basically, you have you have your roster of characters. That's all the characters that you have that are level three or higher. But you, you're put into a. There's five tiers that match like the tiers in the game of bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. And within each of those tiers, there's kind of pyramid of divisions. And so. You, at bronze, there's going to be the most divisions, then silver, a little less, and, and so on and so forth. And within each division, it's set up for eight people right now, and will depend on signups and stuff. That may change at some point. But you'll play like a round robin, uh, three games set with everybody in your division. And then at the end of the season, the players that uh, do the best in their tier and division We'll get promoted to the next one up. The ones that do the worst will get delegated down, and you'll kind of move up and down through those divisions season by season. And and it's like a, and it's basically you're going to have two of those uh, matches, so like six games a week that you would play with it. So mm-hmm. uh, they're they're blind challenges, so you don't know what class or or any of that. I think you see the level. I think that's it. Um, but you don't see that. So it doesn't really matter what you, what you use for it. It's you use whatever you want to play. Okay. And so, and so you just, you just play with whatever characters you have. They just have to be level three or higher. So, and, and to start this off, because we don't have like the, 
the rankings to f put people in the tiers and divisions. We're going to do like a Swiss style tournament of, you know, like four or five rounds, I think. And then we'll base, we'll set people in those tiers and divisions based off of that performance. And, and we did that just to keep it kind of quicker so we could get started into the actual league play. Sure. Sure. Uh, that we'll use after that. Plus it's so, fun too. It's an inaugural tournament kind of. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but the idea for this is more that it's a league than a tournament. So it's right. something just, that just but keeps to going. set the league. You're doing a tournament, right? Yep. No, I get yep. it. Yep. And, 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 and we have talked about, and I had put it in the rules and it's taken out now, but we may do like a tournament throughout, but I don't think we're going to do it after every season, but maybe every few seasons we'll do a tournament and you'll get, you know, a, a tier champion and this and that stuff out of it, you know, as, as a fun little thing. And maybe we won't, we'll see what players want to do with it. So yeah. that's, that's cool. the Thandar combat league. Nice, nice explanation. All right. I'll keep the ball rolling here. I've got two of my personal favorite events to talk about. And the reason they're my personal favorites is because I, I'm running them. Um, I can't claim them to be mine because I think uh, as Tim a lot, especially bounced a lot of the yeah. uh, bounced the ideas off of each other. Uh, but the first one I'll talk about is called the King of the Castle. Uh, Hail to the King, also as it's known as by some people. Um, this is an event that's constantly running in the background where players are trying to gain control of a castle by beating whoever is the king of it. And you beat you have to beat them in a best of five match. It works similar to Highlander in that, uh, or not similar, the same as Highlander in that you have to use a different character for each of the three wins uh, that you need to take the castle. The king of the castle has the advantage in that the challenger to the castle sends the first challenge, so the king can see what's coming and respond to it with whatever they want. Uh, but again, once you win with that ca uh, a class, you cannot use it again. Uh, it's a fun event. We have a cool sign-up for it. It's always running in the background. Uh, I encourage anyone who wants to get their feet wet in a cool, fun, and unique event to sign up. It's really easy to sign up for. Uh, we've got actually two castles running simultaneously right now, one of which is actually being run by our own NoodleTube here today, King Noodle, as he's known. And uh, it's a fun event. Check it out. Uh, the rules are in the show notes as well as the sign up. So definitely look at that one. And I have to say, it's got the best looking spreadsheet out of, out of all of them because it's got a bunch of Army of Darkness crap on it that I threw on there. It's pretty um, awesome. Yeah. Next, it is. I mean, it, take, it might take a little while to load and it probably does not even load on smartphones, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, also, people... One other thing, all a, a lot of these Google Sheets stuff don't really work well on smartphones, so use a tablet or computer to access them um, if you're having trouble with it. Um, next uh, event I'll talk about is Joust. This is another one of my favorites. I really love playing at level 12 personally, basically because I've played most, I've, I think 90% of my games, uh, I'm guessing, have been played at level 12. I just love playing at that level. Uh, and I wanted to make an event that focused on just level 12 only. So I made the joust. And basically, this is where we have a, a single elimination tournament for each class. And the top two performers in each of those tournaments advance on to a group stage where we pit one of each class into groups of five in two different stages. 
uh, face off in a round robin. The top player from each of those rounds or uh, uh, round robins advances to the final joust. So we start with a bunch of different uh, classes and characters. It all whittles down to two who face off in the final joust for the championship. It was a big success. I think I had close to 35 people sign up for it. Um, and I look forward to running this one again in the future. Quick mention here is before I did the joust, I did a similar event just for wizards only called the Tri-Wizard Cup, which was just wi level 12 wizards. Uh, and I might do that again in the future just because I love wizards. So be on the lookout both for joust and a, a Tri-Wizard coming up in the future. Okay. Um, all right. We're almost done. We got two more events to talk through here. Um, Noodle, you're up next with Survivor. Let's get a quick overview of Survivor here. Yeah, <clears throat> Survivor is run by uh, Decat Says Meow. It's also a level 12 uh, tournament. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's about surviving. So um, you, you sign up with up to five um, characters, up to one of each class. And whenever you lose a match, um, the character gets eliminated. Um, and once you don't have any characters left, you're eliminated from the event, and it's about to be the last uh, man or woman standing. Um, it started during the beta and then um, had to, to pause for a while, but I think it's um, going to um, restart um, tomorrow as well, um, together with the, with the Tavern Brawler. Nice. It's a fun one. And Noodle, you're still alive in that, right? I still have all my five characters. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. I think <laughs> I only have my wizard and cleric left. So it's going to be. I, I think I have three left in that one. I'll have to look at it. <laughs> That'll be fun. It's a super fun one. And I know um, uh, Alex, the cast me out, plans to uh, continue, like, you know, run this a couple times a year, I think. So if you miss the sign up and it sounds fun, don't worry. You'll get a chance for this for sure. Okay, uh, last one here. Timmy, can you tell us about Predator? Okay, so Predator is a similar event kind of to Survivor in the fact that you you have your roster of five characters that you're playing with, and it's about uh, you know randomized matches against each other and players you know eliminating each other and stuff. But where this is different is... With Predator, you assign one character in your roster to be the Predator, and your Predator doesn't get eliminated when they lose, unless they lose to a different Predator. So um, you'll use your other characters when you get challenged by a Predator, you'll play them, and you'll hunt with your Predator, basically. And it goes 10 rounds, and you collect trophies. Uh, and the trophies are, like, if you... Um, let's see if your predator beats the prey, you get a trophy. If your uh, prey beats the predator, you get a trophy. If you're, uh, if you get an overkill on your match, which is winning a match and getting your opponent below negative 20 health, uh, that's an overkill. So those, those are ways to get trophies through it. And then you, they track the trophies throughout the season and the, the the one other thing is they they included the chapa get to the chapa to the event so that you 
once throughout the event, you can use your Choppa to when you when one of your prey is going to get eliminated, they can get rescued by the Choppa and and stay in the event. So that's pretty much what that is. Yeah, really fun cool, event. Cool event. This uh, this is run by Daily, as you said, but I know Birdlaw yes. was also involved. Uh, you'll see Birdlaw's fingerprints over a lot of these yeah. events, I think. Um, he is uh, a guy who likes to share his creative his creativity with the community, and it shows up so, in all these. So, so Birdlaw loves to throw out ideas for stuff and get people motivated to, to use those ideas. Um, I like to make spreadsheets for these events. So, <laughs> so Birdlaw's an idea man. I'm a spreadsheet man. So there we go. And then I like to um, post memes in the uh, results yes. forums and, or the result discussion channels. Yeah, and 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 Noodle just just loves to you know dominate the events. So that's <laughs> <laughs> summed up well. Yeah, that's yeah. it. All right, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed the overview of everything. Noodle, do you have any wrap uh, final wrap ups here to talk about the the events? Um, <clears throat> I think um, from the perspective of a raiding king at the moment. Um, it's really interesting, um, like the the first challenge you get, uh, at least for me, it was um, with the, I think, three defenses I had is always Ranger. And <laughs> of course. Of course it is. Um, I would do the same probably. But the question is how to respond to that because um, I don't like to respond with a Ranger mirror because I mm. want to keep my Ranger uh, in the back pocket for when I have to issue a challenge right mm -hmm. so um i've done it differently in in every um round for now i think um i think first time i used a thief um uh, against uh, zembu uh, i used um a fighter which is mm -hmm. i think ranger is actually one of the one of the better matchups a fighter can have if the market yeah. uh, goes your way like if if there's no imperial showing up you can probably just win the straight up damage race with a fighter, but yep. it's mm -hmm. always risky. Like if, if they get like one um, um, rally the troops and a recruit or something, it's it's probably just over for the fighter. So, yep. but you know the game went my way, um, and now um, currently I'm under attack by double dubs, and I used. Um, I used my new soul cleric to uh, to take up the challenge, and we'll see how that Ooh, game goes. But... Against the ranger, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like thought um, I thought the the soul cleric might be the best uh, cleric build to to take up the ranger because um, it might be. Yeah, uh, the ranger has quite an easy time, uh, you know, um, getting getting those champions off the board. So not being so champion dependent, mm -hmm. but just um, healing up and um, going for the long game. Um, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. it's very interesting with all the different events, um, like um, how um, you can approach them in a, in a different way, depending on the format. For sure. Yeah. Qu quick question about your cleric node. Do you use the breastplate on the, on the soul cleric, or do you use no. the, the helm still? I still use the helm, yeah. You still use the helm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I know Alex DeCatz's Meow has been really experimenting hard with the breastplate and yep. i think mm -hmm. if it's going to work it's it's the soul cleric where it, it has the chance to work the best because you're not 
like you said, is reliant on um, your followers or uh, champions in general. Hmm. So you might not even be activating the helm as much. Well, how do you find the helm to be working with the soul? You know? um, I think it's great. I mean, you, you still um, get your followers out uh, and um, sometimes, you know, you get a, a cheap um, guard or two at the beginning of the game to, to force your hmm. opponent to take them out. Um, or you you get uh, a, a good non-guard champion that you stick behind the followers and, and force uh, your opponent to take the followers out this way. And then you get your draw. Um, and it's very easy to stay above the threshold as a soul cleric, which is a, um, yeah. something, a big advantage over the steel cleric. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I really like uh, the helm on the soul as well. Okay, all right, yeah. Cool, thanks. Uh, I couldn't resist asking about what, what kind of cleric he's running there. <laughs> all right, guys, that wraps up the uh, kind of primer we had planned for all of the community events. Hope you enjoy it. Again, check out the show notes. Look for the link to the a page on realmsrising.com that has a list of everything. You can find the rules. You can find signups. You can have de- find details, everything you need. Um, check it out online. <laughs> I say we stay here and fight it out. All right, everybody, moving right along. We're getting towards the end of episode 11 here. Um, But we have one more juicy little bite of uh, Sparks and Realm goodness for you. Or Sparks and and Realms, did I call it? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, guys, it's almost midnight for me here in Japan, so cut me a little slack, okay? Um, War Room. A nice nice bite-sized little steak of a meat, good red meat for you guys here. Uh, we're going to talk about a very specific matchup, the Cleric Mirror, all right? And Noodle is going to talk about this Cleric Mirror, but first, maybe it's a good time for you, Mike, to explain why you chose this and to maybe tease something that is coming up that you're involved with. Yeah, Um so I recently um, published um, an article on the Rams Rising website about cleric counterplay. Um, so it's um, about playing against the cleric um, through all levels of the game and with all the classes. There's a, a general part um, with some general advice, and then there's some class-specific bits. And there's, of course, uh, among those, there's also uh, something about um, the, the cleric mirror match. Um, so if, you, if you're interested in that, um, head to the Realms Rising website and um, check it out. Uh, it's called Breaking the Wall, um, a guide to cleric counterplay. And um, yeah, there might be um, some, some time ahead. Um, there might be a, um, uh, a, an episode of a different podcast that's uh, Rams related, where uh, I have the chance to uh, get into the details of the of the whole article. Realms but, Rising uh, with Androser. You can don't be. We can say his. We can say <laughs> the name. They won't be summoned. To, it's not Voldemort. Uh, yeah. So Noodle, he, he's. I should actually introduce it because he's a, he's being modest about it. But he's got a great article that he wrote up on this uh, cleric uh, counterplay. 
And it's going to be enough for him to talk in depth with Androser on Realms Rising about it. So that's going to be coming up in the future for you guys. Definitely uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled out for that one. But we're going to get just kind of a little small tasting of the Cleric Mirror in today's War Room. Um, so, Noodle, let's just jump into it. What are some tips you have for us in, in the Cleric Mirror match? Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually um, very interested in all the mirror matches at the moment. I'm. I'm a bit um, obsessed with them uh, and think about them a lot when when I have a bit of time. Um, I think it's there are very interesting points about all of them. Um, the cleric mirror at its core, I think, um, is still very straightforward. Um, there's always gonna be a race for the sacrifice cards. Those are the most important cards uh, in every cleric deck, and um, it's it's the same. And very often, um, the cleric that gets um, the most sacrifice or the earliest sacrifice will win the game. Um, but there are ways to um, to compensate if you're falling behind, um, mostly through um, draw cards. All cards that let you draw a card do something similar to what the sacrifice does for your deck they make your deck um, spin faster so to say and um, if you um, so if you get a bunch of good draw cards and a bunch of high damage cards sometimes you can actually um, burst the opponent cleric down um, before they can um, they can um, use the sacrifice advantage to to its full effect if the game goes long um, discard effects become very important because if you have uh, two decks that are similar matched uh, versus uh, one another and um, over the course of a long game they get uh, sacrificed down um, and all the starters are sacrificed out, every discard is like uh, killing a champion, more or less. Um, it's, it's just uh, the value goes up very highly um, in those long uh, games where everybody is sacrificed down. Um, but you need to make sure you can get there. So um, in the early game, it's also very important to um, pick up some, some economy. So um, you have the chance to grab those bombs when they when they appear in the row. I, I have lost games where, you know, I picked up a couple of death touches and a couple of sparks and felt really good. But my opponent um, got some economy, hold on long, and then in the end bought, you know, Firebomb, um, Arcus, Tyranor, and... Um, just uh, I'll pay, I'll pay I've been there as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing to watch out for is don't clutter up your deck. Don't buy anything that will not um, give you a benefit in the late game, especially things like taxation, recruit. I would actually put there as well. Um, so imperial cards that don't give you any additional bonus, like drawing or readying a champion. Um, I would stay away from those. Also, uh, basic cards like um, profit. Um, those are what about bribe. What about bribe, Mike? Oh man, don't take bribe. <laughs> if you can avoid it, um, don't take bribe. Of course, there's always a time and place where it's the right call to take bribe, even in a cleric mirror. If there's no other good economy card um, in the in the starting row, and you've got three gold, I would take it probably. Um, but um, it's uh, definitely at the lower end of the cards you want. Especially for clerics, yeah, because yeah. Bribe, again, only works with actions. It only lets you contact yeah. actions, not, not... So, so, 
so I want to I want to throw a, a quick thing in here with uh, the the other little strategy that can that can kind of pay off later game is if you can get enough of the blue cards that you're getting like deception or Rasmus or bribe where you can top deck stuff and get them earlier yep. and use that economy to your advantage can be a good strategy in a in a cleric mirror yep, as well for sure. Definitely. Blue works great. Yeah, the guild. But then, but yeah. you need enough of it to be valuable. You don't just bri- buy bribe on its own. You need some other exactly to go with exactly. Rasmus, I Rasmus, I think you do buy on your own, even if you don't have any other yeah, guild. Yeah, I think Rasmus yeah. Is great. yeah, yeah. Because he can top deck champions as well. Uh, so yeah, and gives two economy with five uh, five. And he's a champ. Defense. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Rasmus and um, Brolin are very, very good okay. cards for clerics. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can hide them behind the followers or behind other guards you bought and get those uh, two gold every turn to, to keep your skill up or to, to buy something nice. Um, or even cool. early game, if you don't have, if all you have is followers or no other guards and you buff them, it's going to be yeah. tough for your opponent to take them down, even if they yeah. don't have a guard protecting them. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Um, I think. Are there any final points you want to cover here? Well, yeah. Um, of course, the the build you're running um, will um, ask about that next. Yeah. affect um, which uh, which um, path you you can take um, to to victory. You know, um, if you're running a very champion focused build with Bless of Steel, maybe the Bright Star Shield, um, and Mass Resurrect. Um, you can get to a point where you put up uh, a champion wall. You know, maybe your, your your opponent took out a bunch of champions last turn. You you draw a bunch of new champions um, with uh, some draw effects on them, and then boom, you've got like six, seven, eight champions out, um, and they're all with uh, plus three health. Um, oftentimes, that can be a game-winning move right there. You you can just break the back mm-hmm. of your opponent because they will not have enough damage to to get through that wall. And then you can just build off of that and uh, cycle through your deck quickly because your champions aren't in there, and um, it just goes from there. But you have to be able to get to that point. Um, so that's where, for example, a, a soul build has its strength. It's very flexible, and it can deal with a, a market deck that is not very cleric-friendly. Um, it can pivot into an action-heavy strategy much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and can sometimes uh, surprise um, a, a champion-focused approach. Um, and also the the Resurrect you're running, the Divine Resurrect, for example, it, since it has the draw, um, it can be very viable to um, use it early um, to secure yourself a, a clutch um, buy, for example, something like a Life Drain mm-hmm. um, that can on its own um, decide the game for you. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Now, Noodle, if you're going into a cleric mirror blind, what build are you taking? You know it's a cleric, but you don't know what kind of cleric you're gonna face off against. In the mirror. Um I might actually choose my flock cleric mm-hmm. for that because it just it's middle down the road. Um, I'm not committed uh, one way or the other too hard, and um, I can trust, um, you know, in in um, my uh, abilities as a player to to um, get me there and make uh, the right decisions depending on the market. 
Yeah, but I think that's a good answer. Um, all right, cool. Timmy, do you have anything to add here for the cleric mirror? No, I think I threw in my yeah, you got thoughts your yeah, beyond that. All right, um, so uh, once again, if you want to read more about both the cleric mirror and just cleric counterplay in general, check out Noodle's article. Noodle, what's the name of the article again? Breaking Down the Wall? Breaking the Wall, A Guide to Cleric Counterplay. Breaking. The I, wall. I like that title. It's a great one. It's a really good article. I it's got I was constant or uh, complimenting Noodle on it when he wrote it. It's got some humor in it. It's got some great strategy in it, and he didn't hold back on the memes either. So uh, <laughs> it checks. It's it all the check. It's it all the check boxes for me. Um, all right, that wraps up War Room. Here we are. Once again, everybody, you hear that music and you know we are getting close to the end. But first, we have Community Roundup. Uh, We're just going to jump through really quickly and talk about some of the results and uh, starting times for the various community events that we have. Up first is Tavern Brawl. Noodle, why don't you do us the honors and talk a little bit about uh, Season 3 and where we're at with it right now. Yeah, well, um, as we said, we're going to start uh, the season um, tomorrow, uh, which will be Monday, the 25th of July. Um, and the regular season is going to um, run for five weeks, and then we're going to have two weeks of uh, playoffs. Yeah. And actually, by the time you hear this, it will actually be probably the start of week two of, of yeah. the Tavern Brawl. So, mm-hmm. yeah, here we are again, uh, starting another fun season so looking forward to that um tim you're up next with highlander uh what updates do you have for us on that um signups are still going on you can find the link in the challenge community um or in the discord channel on realms rising uh it will start august 3rd august 3rd sweet coming up and and very soon after this uh podcast publishes actually um You know what, Noodle, we're going to go to King of the Castle, and you're going to take the honors again because you are a sitting king. Um, just tell us maybe about your most recent battle, who you're facing now, and who is in uh, over in Castle A. Um, yeah, Castle... I'm in Castle B. Um, I'm, I recently had to defend myself against uh, Zembu. Which is always uh, a tough one, yeah, very tough uh, competitor. Um, lost plenty of games to him, um, but I this time I was successful, and um, now I'm um, facing down um, my uh, old captain, Diamond Double Dubs. So uh, <laughs> also uh, not an easy task. No, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, over at Castle A, we have King Andalus. Um, and I think he's reigning strong. He's got a couple of uh, successful defenses already. Three or four, I think. Um, I think you're both at four. Yep, you're both mm-hmm. at four right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um, did he defeat uh, Daly already? He did defeat uh, Daly, and he is... Yeah, against, so he's up against Horgel, right? He's yeah. up against Larry Legend himself, yeah. Oh, Horgel. yeah. So that's, that's going to be interesting as well. Um, yeah. Um, also, 
even if Andalus does figure out some way to get through Larry Legend, Rucksack is waiting at the castle <laughs> for Colossorum. So big oof. <laughs> yeah, big oof there. Uh, also in Castle B, we have Arcanel waiting in, in the uh, port, port Colossus over there. Yeah, so we've got lots of great players here. Again, you can sign up for this anytime. Links are in the show notes. We've got lots of empty spots open. So check that out. Great. Uh, let me see what's up next here. What's up next? Survivor. Uh, I'll take that one. This is an easy one because it still hasn't started up yet. Although I think, uh, Noodle, did you mention it's starting up again tomorrow? Yeah, I think Alex uh, announced it starting up. July 25th U.S. time. Uh, I, I think that's right. Or No, maybe, yeah, 25th U.S. time. So by the time you hear this, hopefully that will be started again too. So Survivor, um, check it out on the uh, show, show note links to see what's happening there. Um, Predator is the next um, event we'll talk about. This is in full swing right now. It's a huge success so far. It's a pretty, actually, um, complicated an, an event in the sense that uh, daily, the organizer has a lot of information to keep track of and to input on here. There's lots of <laughs> matchups going on. There's choppers being used left and right. This is a chopper! There's prey dropping like flies. Um, there's lots of memes being dropped uh, in uh, the, the Discord. I was even yellow carded by, by Tim for over memeing in the in the results thread so guys remember keep it to the chat um <laughs> there's great. a whole channel for memes and chat like oh, it just makes no, it no, no, I, I know, I know. but you know it, once you start dropping memes it's just hard to stop man um, <laughs> but matt's just a jerk it's okay i'm just a jerk and it's kind of like it's like poking <laughs> the bees nest you know once he's you see it's, i know he's coming i know um <laughs> anyway it's a great event just memes everywhere we even had like we started with of course predator memes there was even some rocky memes in there uh all sorts of stuff happening i think um this is a great event i can't really give too much detail um because there's a lot of players involved however i i as, can give you i can oh, go give some details okay go ahead give me some uh it's it's in the it's in the middle of round three right now uh right now leading the trophy count is arcanel there you go. and uh he has nine trophies. We have Daily, Goober's Joint, Scrap Force, Noodle, and Zembu at six. And then we have uh, a number of players at five and four. So, like, there, it's it's pretty tight there, but and yeah. stuff can swing. I know I, w- I was leading after round one, and I had a horrible round two, and I went straight to the middle. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. But yeah, middle of round three, there's still. Uh, seven more rounds to go so i've we'll used see. a chopper i've used a chapter and lost a yep. one of my prey uh my prey as well so yeah. i haven't i haven't lost anything but i lo- i use my chopper and i think if i'm looking at it one two three four five six there's seven people that have a chopper left out of like what is it uh 23 people playing so yeah it's a it's a true bloodbath and, and which mimics everyone's favorite jungle tropic choppa thriller <laughs> Predator. Okay, and moving on, uh, we've got TCL coming up next. Tim, why don't you give us an update on when that's starting as well? Real, real quick, uh, still taking signups for that. We, Like I said, we have 48 players signed up right now, uh, six divisions of eight full, but uh, would love to have more. And it will start on August 15th. So that's when that Swiss tournament will start. And we'll try to keep that 
starting tournament kind of short and then get going into the league stuff. Jump right into it. And signups are still live, people. If you're new to the community, if you're hesitant to sign up, don't be hesitant. It's going to be great. A lot of fun. You'll get uh, lots of helpful players around, and it's easy to sign up and free, by the way. All of this stuff is free, people. And one of the great things about the the TCL is when you're in these divisions, you're going to be playing against people of a similar skill uh, for the most part. So, like, you're not – if you're a newer player, you're not likely to be playing against the people that have thousands and thousands and thousands of games under their belt. So, like, you're going to get matched up with people of a somewhat similar skill level. So that's kind of cool with yeah. this one. Yeah, that's great. And then work your way up the – up yeah, and yeah. then you work your way up the ladder. Yep. Yeah. So definitely give that a check out, guys. Okay. Uh, last but not least, we have the HRPC, which has actually progressed quite a bit. I'm just going to go over the results. We have quite uh, quite a few of the events have actually had the final results in. First, we'll start with the cleric event. Uh, the Cass's meow took this four and zero in the uh, single elimination. He wins first place. Congrats to you, Alex. Second was Dark Later, uh, who also had a great showing. He went three and one in the uh, single limb and finished second. Rucksack, which is a name you're going to be hearing again in a little bit, rounded out the uh, top three finishes with a four and one record. He finished third. Um, next up, we'll just go in alphabetical order here, is the Fighter event. Uh, is this one done? Hold on, it's loading. Sorry for the. Slight delay here. This one is still going right now. Um, in the finals, we have Peter Panic 74 versus Decatz's Meow. So Decatz's Meow once again reaching not only reach, reaching the finals, but threatening to win multiple events. Uh, Rucksack and Agent Seto are in the third place game. So uh, again, you're hearing a lot of these names multiple times. There are some uh, really great uh, competitions going on. Up next is the Rangers one. Uh, I know we've already talked about this twice, but you know what? I will not hesitate to give the results again because I was the winner. I came in first. Uh, Logan K. Stewart came in second. He had a great showing. Uh, I really got lucky versus him in the finals match. I, I don't mind saying so. So he easily could have gone his way if my luck had been a little worse. And uh, Raka. Uh, rounded out the top showings with a third place finish there. So congrats to everybody there. Uh, next is Thieves, which is also decided. First place winner in the Thief event was Rip. He is a rookie in the event, too. This was his first HRPC event, and he won the Thief. Huge congrats to him. He's a newer player to digital, or at least to the Discord, but he's a he's already killing people left and right he's doing a great job so congrats to him he, he he's a star realms player that's that's come over yeah he's quite good yeah so he knows the system but still though it's very impressive to come in this quickly and to do that well so awesome to see uh second place was horgel larry legend our own friend of the pod great guy uh and an awesome realms player he came in second and ooh, look at Look at that dark lighter showing up again. He took third place in thieves. So dark lighter also showing his prowess by advancing to the late stages in multiple events here. Last but not least, I didn't want to talk about it, but I kind of have to is the wizards, uh, HRPC event. Rucksack took the final here, defeating myself 
uh, in the finals. It was a close uh, three-set match that came down to the wire. I was really gunning hard for this, guys. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted that that wizard first-place finish, but I couldn't get through Rucksack. Huge congrats to him. He played super well, um, and it was a really fun event. In third place was Paul Salomon. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He came Solomon. in... Solomon. Solomon, he came in uh, third with a 3-1 record. So he did quite well as well. Uh, that wraps up everything for the HRPC and finishes the Community Roundup. Again, if you're interested in any of this stuff, just check show notes for details on more. All right, everybody, that is going to end the show for this week, episode number 11. I want to say a big thank you to uh, Mike uh, Noodle Tulpe. I hope I said that pretty good um, for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on and discuss all of this. Definitely. Such an awesome uh, and, and to get Thanks. to know you a little better. That That's great. Um, I, I want to say... Uh, a couple of quick updates with Hero Helper. We have the uh, SSL stuff worked out, so it uh, is got the HTTPS stuff. So, so security, it's got a little better security on the website. Uh, we're going to be working on getting dashboards on there and transitioning away from the spreadsheet, which will save so much work on my end <laughs> every day. So that will be good. Uh, but we're we're gonna we're about to get started on that. And hopefully we get some basic stuff on there soon, and then we'll be adding more and more as we go. So uh, that's kind of what's going on with Hero Helper. And and I just want to say thank you to all the people tuning in listening and all the people that have decided to support us through Patreon or through uh, a PayPal donation or any of that stuff. We really appreciate it. Helps cover the costs for, you know, all the expenses for recording, developing, web hosting, all of that stuff that we uh, that we do. So uh, really appreciate all of that. Yeah, well said. Um, and I'll just piggyback right off on that and say, if you like the podcast, if you like uh, the work that we do, if you like the community events, if you enjoy participating in Discord, give a little back to the community. Um, like our podcast, give a subscription, write a review, join the Discord. Uh, Chime in and say hello. Ask some questions. Um, share a, a screenshot of one of your games. Talk about all the stuff with your friends. Um, you can uh, join uh, Patreon and help us if, if you want to help out that way. Uh, create some content. Um, you can even boost the Discord server. We actually t we put a bunch of time into making these little icons for all of our roles, and then we lost uh, one of our discord server booster so if you want to look for a unique way to support boost our discord server help us reactivate those uh role icons again and, and the, the cool banner and stuff that we had lots of things you can do we're very appreciative and of course a huge thank you to our patreons double dubs noodle tupe himself logan k stewart and daily 23 you guys rock and our gentlemen and scholars thanks so much for your support also, huge thank you to our other donors, Fat Hobbit, Horgle, and Birdlaw. You guys' uh, donations really mean a lot. Thank you so much. Um, to wrap things up here, Noodle, 
Um, what final thoughts do you have? Anything you want to uh, plug or talk about or uh, just give some final thoughts to the listeners out there? Um, no, I'm, I'm just going to say thanks for having me. Um, I was really looking forward to this and it was uh, lots of fun. And uh, Matt, don't uh, take it too hard with the HRPC. There's really no shame in losing to Rucksack the Beast. And you're still my number one wizard. So. Oh, <laughs> flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that's a really nice way to wrap it up. Uh, thanks once again for listening. We will be back in a couple weeks. And until then, enjoy your time in the realms. it to the end of the show congratulations you're a nerd tune into the next episode of sparks and recreation for more on community events meta-analysis and everything hero realms